Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. New statistics, more uh, more opportunities for me to be grateful to all of you. Our podcast is increasing in listens, and I really appreciate it. I know for a fact that the reason this podcast is increasing the number of people that are listening every day is because you are referring us to other agents in your marketplace, and I really, I sincerely appreciate that. I see on Facebook, I see different places where, you know, you guys will say, you got to listen to this show, listen to that show. It's great. I really appreciate it. It's amazing how... The podcast, I don't even know how many years we've been doing it, a lot, and I know I think we have over 2,000 shows now, but look, I mean, it's not unusual for us to have a, it, on the day we do the show, for us to have, you know, 10,000 is a low day, 30,000, 40,000 is on a high day, and if you look at the accumulative listens of just one show, it could be over 50,000, 60,000. Now, that's a tiny, tiny amount when you th- consider that there's, you know, basically two, mi- uh, supposedly two million uh, real estate people uh, in the United States alone, but it's not a tiny amount when you consider the fact of all of those 2 million people, if you look at the statistics, there's less than 400,000 that are actually truly in production. I'm giving you guys some interesting wonkish numbers if you care. Um, so the penetration this podcast has achieved is astronomical in, in just pure you know statistical perspective, and I really appreciate it. And I'll have to, I have to say – uh, it was never our intent to have a big, broad audience. It was never our intent or our dream or expectation that so many of you guys would like the podcast as much as you do because we know, and I guess maybe we're a little bit tad prideful in it, that Julie and I are not ever going to say what everyone wants to hear just because they want to hear it. We are not going to be, be advocates of things that are not in the best interests of agents, and we are very firm in what our belief is about what is in the best interest of you as a business owner. We're not in any way confused about um, what the reason why you should be in business. We're not, you know, we know the difference. Let's just put it this way: of a profit versus nonprofit business, um, and we are very clear why there's so much. I'm going to use a strong word: corruption in the real estate industry that advocates. Brokers and agents running nonprofit businesses. I, we're very clear about that, and we talk to you guys about that all the time. We are very clear about what the whole purpose of you being in business is. Aside from the altruistic reasons, it's to make a profit. And a profit is – the whole point of a profit is to, yes, have a nice lifestyle, which is where some of you get, and that's it. You get to a nice lifestyle. Maybe you even get to a little you know, a nice lifestyle plus plus, but you don't save any money. You don't have any real net worth. You don't actually have anything to fall back on if all of a sudden your real estate business slows down. That's where that is the pinnacle of most agents in their careers. They have a nice lifestyle. They go on nice vacations. You know, they buy nice boats. I mean, for most of you, that sounds fantastic. But here's the flip side to it: as soon as the market slows down, or and as soon as you have some interruption in your ability to produce. 
you think, you know, well, I'll have a team. I'll build a team around it. So I'm not, it's not dependent. It's always going to be dependent on you. And your team is never going to be loyal to you. They're all, I mean, so look, if we look down the, if we go down the rabbit hole of all the reasons why I know that this podcast is so successful based on the emails we're getting from you guys and frankly, all the texts I get, it's because we're telling you what you know is to be true and you're tired, sick and tired. Uh, And I think some of you are becoming resentful of all the people who've been putting so much pressure on you for so long to form teams and to buy leads. And, you know, today's podcast, the same as yesterday's, is what we're going to be talking about are the questions that we get continuously from you. Um, And what I'm giving you permission to do is reject whatever the masses are telling you because they're almost always wrong. And really, I'm trying to – you know what Julie and I are trying to do is and I think we're doing it is treat you guys with the respect that you deserve and treat you like business owners not just you know the industry doesn't think of you like that the industry thinks of you as uh cannon fodder okay there it is and furthermore the technology companies they don't even think of you as cannon fodder they think of you as the guy who's going to stand at the front counter and say, do you want fries with that? Read what these arrogant sons of bitches actually say about you. They say they see you being somebody who their technology is going to then uh, call upon you know, through some app or whatnot, and you will then be paid some nominal amount of money to be a tiny little sliver of a transaction, and then their amazing technology is going to do the rest. Oh, we're going to have AI that's going to help people shop for houses. We're going to have virtual devices that are going to then make it so that buyers can go to the house and they can look at the house whenever they want to. Read these things that these people say. We publish these things on our website. Understand that when you align yourself with companies like that even if the salesperson is nice that's selling you the leads and you like the whatever oh my gosh and tim the motivational speaker who you know who told me to buy leads and do teams he's such a nice guy god has such the events are great i have a lot of friends there these are not business thinking thoughts these is not how a business person thinks you guys are being manipulated emotionally do you guys get it look to see what the alliances are that you've made look to see who you've Uh, involuntarily in many cases partnered with and ask if those people are truly out for your best interest the answer is always no how is somebody who's selling you leads even though those leads are largely garbanzo beans how is that person out for your best interest they're not how is somebody who knows that when you actually if you would ever form the seventh level team that the seventh level team would make virtually no profit and that they still tell you to do it, how is that in your best interest for them to tell you to do it? Guys ever thought about these things? Kind of shocking. I know. If you're just discovering us for the first time, uh, this is going to be, for many of you, we're, you're going you're to think we're crazy because nobody else is saying what we're saying. But here's what's going to happen. And mark my word, what Julie and I are saying and what we have been saying for a long period of time about the absolute you know, craziness that's happened in the industry really in the past 12 to 15 years, you're going to see more people saying the same thing as we are. Why? Because the, the people that have experienced those things know the truth. The people that have done the big teams and the buying of the leads and the big marketing campaigns, the truth is, is when they go and do their taxes uh, and they look at their profit and loss statements, they'll see that they're not making any money. They'll see that their profits have basically never – they haven't moved the needle ahead. 
every year, year after year after year, they get more awards, more accolades. They might even sell more houses and have more gross income commission, and they go to events, and people are saying, oh, my gosh, you're the greatest thing ever. But in their minds, in their back of their heads, they know that they haven't actually increased their net worth. It's not commensurate with the amount of money that they earned. That's for sure. Maybe they bought a rental. Who cares? You guys get the point? So there's a lot of insanity that's entered into the industry. Our industry has allowed it to happen. Our industry has not stood up to defend agents, individual agents, practitioners, and it's still not. There's no, I, other than EXP Realty, which I've talked about before, I do not see anything right now that is truly advocating what's for the best interest of inter, uh, agents. Julie and I go to these private meetings. You know, sometimes we get invited and they don't know about the podcast. They don't know what we're actually going. We're actually going to say what we hear, and we're amongst all these people that are the leaders of the industry. In the way they talk about you guys. Uh, again, they invite us because they obviously don't they, – they, oh, Tim and Joy, they wrote a best-selling book, and they have a big coaching company. Let's invite them to this mastermind, this closed-door mastermind of the you know, 10 biggest significant you know, thought leaders in real estate, and we'll all get it. Out. Okay, we go there, and as soon as those doors are closed, the way they talk about agents makes me sick, and you know, obviously Julie as well. I, you have to take responsibility for yourself. Do not expect anybody to have your own best interest at heart ever because chances are they won't. Okay, I'm giving you extremes here. I'm making you I'm trying to make you a little bit uncomfortable. So you will actually give yourself the opportunity to be introspective and ask yourself this question. Why did I originally get into real estate? Do you even remember? And is the reason is is that still my main driver or has my vision of my future been corrupted by something else. Like I originally, you know, you got originally into real estate because you wanted financial independence, you wanted freedom from maybe a, uh, you know, tyrannical boss. You wanted to basically not have a glass ceiling. There are specific reasons why you got into this industry, and then you get into this industry, and what happens? What happens? Are there anybody? Is there anybody other than Julie and I that are telling you to build uh, financial independence through wealth? Anybody having that conversation with you? Have you gone to a seminar where maybe they set aside 10 or 15 minutes and they did a quick flip chart on that? No, because they don't want you thinking like that. Because if you think like that, then you're going to start looking at your profit and loss statement, and then you're going to start questioning what you're spending your money on, and then you're going to say, holy crap, this is stupid. Why am I spending my money on this you know, $400 a month CRM <laughs> right? or this $5,000 a month direct mail campaign? You know, they don't want you to think like business people because they want you to spend all of your money because their success is predicated on your ignorance. Does this make sense, Julie? You could tell I had some coaching calls this morning. <laughs> I was going to ask you how much caffeine you may have had while I wasn't looking. Um, and I was thinking about, for our newer listeners, this is kind of like walking into Orange Theory during Mayhem Week and the coach saying, is this your first Orange yep. Theory? And seeing them be like deer in the headlights. So anyway should have had some disclaimers or disclosures. But, no, you're absolutely right. And, and that little sliver of commission that they're being left with keeps on getting whittled away and whittled away. And we all have to work together because nobody's really got your back, to your point, except for us. Um, you know, I, I remember, and we speak from the heart because we've been through this before. I remember before we had discovered a lot of what we now coach, you know, back when we were earlier in our real estate career, pre-coaching careers, you know, we had had a like a kind of medium-sized team, and we were following the big team model and a lot of marketing. And buy, it wasn't buying leads then, but it was definitely throwing money to see what would stick. And I remember some of these teams that we looked up to, 
and we went to one of these, uh, I think it was a Howard Brinton event, and I think it was the first time that we were smart enough, pretty sure it's because we had just paid our taxes. We were smart enough to yeah, ask. Probably. So, so, like, by the way, you guys that are earning these huge GCIs with, you know, 10, 12, 15 people on your team, what's your net like? And I remember, like, we were, like, the only people asking that. And, and it well, was almost let, let, taboo. Tell the whole story. Uh, okay, but I remember, I remember being crestfallen well. about that. Like, how how can that not be? How how can this not be? We were sitting to at a big about? table. We are sitting at a big table amongst Howard Britton stars, and Julie and I had, uh, you know, we'd broken all kinds of sales records. We were kind of like, this is before the internet, so the only real way of disseminating information, the National Association of Realtors magazine, was very widely read. And we were all over the magazine, you know, we were just ridiculous amounts of attention for just doing something that, you know, we could do naturally, which I don't, I mean, I don't have to, have to say it other than that. So we go, we got invited to be a Howard Britton star. We'd never been to a Howard Britton event before. So we got, you know, Howard asked us to be stars. He was aligned with Remax at the time. We were Remax agents. One thing led to another. We find ourselves in this mastermind group, and we were really excited about it amongst these supposed, and they were, the most successful, and a lot of them still are, most successful uh, agents in the nation. Success is defined by, we'd later figure out, units <laughs> or, or revenue. And we go to, we went to like maybe two or three of these events, and man, were they expensive. Always at the Ritz-Carlton, <laughs> you know. We always spent like this crap ton of money to go to these things, all hoping that we'd pick up some kind of like – Look, we did not need to know how to sell more real estate. I mean, yes, always we wanted to know more ways on how to, you know, scripting and sales techniques, and we wanted to become better salespeople, and we went because we learned. But it was not too long where we realized that a vast majority of the people there had no money. And, um, I mean, I can give you lots of examples, but the one Julie just brought up, we were sitting at this big-ass table in this, you know, I don't know, meeting hall, right? And this is at one of the Ritz-Carlton's. And at the time, there were probably only 50 or 60 stars, I think, and probably maybe 30 or 40 of them were there, maybe more. I don't remember exactly. But we were going, they were going around, and they were just talking about different topics, and I got annoyed. And I said, like, the whole day – I didn't say this. This is what Julie and I were thinking. The whole reason we got into real estate was so that we could be rich, where our money worked for us, we no longer work for our money. And this is when we were in our early 20s, right out of college. And so I was stupid enough to ask a question uh, that pertained to that particular thing, and Howard got pissed. And I'd never seen Howard pissed. He got – his face turned red, and he got mad, and I – okay, I shut up. I didn't say anything. I didn't bring it up again, but I never forgot that because then I didn't understand why he acted that way. And here's the reason he acted that way, and God bless Howard, okay? But the reason he acted that way is because he had built a business that was around training people with teams. He had a buyer agent boot camp that was $5,000. He had this the other thing. He did not want people thinking like Julie and I thought because that meant we would not spend our money trying to build these teams. Now, uh, Keller Williams, Gary Keller's book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, was predicated on virtually everything from Howard Britton. Almost everything in that book came from Howard Britton, came from that same group of people. Matter of fact, a lot of the people referenced in that book that some of you still hold out as the holy grail of real estate books, a lot of those people were literally Howard Britton stars, or they weren't stars, but they're Howard Britton attendees. Look at the list. Look at the picture. There's a black and white picture. All of those people Julie and I know are from one of those two buckets, okay? Now, Fast forward, 
oh, God, Julie, I'm about to date us, right? <laughs> Fast forward more than two decades, and here we are, and Julie and I never followed that path. We did. That, I can't, shouldn't say that. For two or three years, we did try to form a team. And this was back in the 90s. We did form a successful team. There's a picture of it floating around on Instagram I saw recently. We're all wearing these uh, red, white, and blue uh, polo shirts, or I don't even know what the hell it was. We look ridiculous. But you can see, and that's where we – so we started hearing from the Howard people, oh, Tim, if you want to get your units up to 400 units or 500 units per year, you're going to have to form this team. So we did it. Oh, you're going to have to do this marketing stuff. So we did it. We're going to have to do all this. So we did it. So we did it for two or three years. And uh, we even bought a nicer house. You know, we had two leased new cars, the whole thing. We we did now what we rally against. This is the reason that we've been there, done that, okay? And I remember our accountant came over to have Fred Hinken had us sign our taxes one year. And he sat us down, showed us the return, showed us the return last year. He wasn't being judgy. He just – and then the year before, and he goes, you guys are not making any more net income than you have – the first year you were in business. So our first year in business, when Julie and I sold over 100 houses, the amount of net income we made was actually more than the amount of money we were making. We were selling two and three times that amount of how You guys get it? So we found out, we discovered the truth about big teams, and that was before you were spending all this money on buying leads. Now the profitability has even gotten worse. So understand where we're coming from. We're not just saying and, – and here's the other thing that might be a little counterintuitive or strange to think about. How does it benefit Julie and I telling you what we're telling you right now? How does it benefit us? What, what, what is our dog in this fight? Why are we even – why do we write the books? Why do we do this podcast saying what we're saying? And actually, if we didn't, we would actually make more money. Because then we could, got, we could sell you guys into all the other things that everyone's selling. I, every day, probably five or six emails. Hey, Tim, did you see our new CRM? Would you like us to have on your podcast? Hey, Tim, we've come out with this new widget that we can sell to realtors. If you want to be an you know, affiliate program, we'll pay you 30% of every. You guys, why is it that we don't align ourselves with any of those companies? Why? Because they're not in your best interest. So this is the reason we're freaks, okay? We could make a lot more money if we did what our competitors do, where they essentially just take checks from people and then allow that those people to uh, use your voice to get to buy their product. We could do that. We could. It would be easy. We could just start saying yes all the time. We'd make a lot more money. But we won't because we think that's – and for at least the way we think, because we know better, we know what – we have a very firm idea of what's best for you. And our, what's best for you is we want you guys to build wealth so you can spend more time with your family. We want you to build – we want you to have your head screwed on straight about why you're in this business. It's to be of service to other people, not just for your damn ego, okay? It's not just for the team and having your name up on lights. Your highest and truest purpose and the purpose of everyone on this planet is to be of service to other people. We are very clear that in order to have people want to use you, use your service, you're going to have to have a very deep well of skills, which a lot of you think you have, but you don't. You need to learn skills. You need to learn how to help people in all kinds of different situations. You need to go cold turkey against buying leads. That is the worst thing you can do for your business because you will always be dependent on somebody to sell you a lead. And the skill set that goes along with learning how to generate your own leads it's expansive because it'll, you know, you'll learn how to be a powerful listing agent. You'll 
frankly, you'll respect your money a lot more too. If you're earning, if you are self-generating your leads, and you know the life cycle, you remember that listing came from you having called that for sale by owner or, or whatever, and that person converting, and you know you double into that. You see all that. You're much more attached to the whole life cycle of your business versus you paid some monthly fee and got some lead that got dumped into some CRM that you were supposed to call. But you guys get the point. So overall, when you look at essentially why you got into business, you didn't get into business for all the, thing, all the reasons why many of you think you're in the business now. Your dreams, what was best for you, got, you got co-opted. Someone took over your thinking. There's like, a, there's like an alien living in your body that's causing you to think and act in a, a way that is not in the, your own best interest. You're like a pod person. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. So if you, get in, if you reconnect with why you got in this business, was it so that you could grow old and have a nice lifestyle but never have anything to show for it? Is it so that you could use all your nights and your weekends and you could always, you know, never actually be with your family, always to have essentially five other thoughts in your mind when you're supposed to be with your kids? Is that the reason you got into business? Really? Is that the reason you did it? Doubt it. How about this? You're always living from paycheck to paycheck or you're always living from debt cycle to debt cycle. A lot of you do that too. Is that the reason you got into business? I doubt it. So the reason you got into business is because you wanted to be free. you wanted to have freedom from all of that, right? You wanted to have it so that one day you could wake up in the morning and you didn't have to sweat money, right? You didn't. You wanted to be a, 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 intentionally and you know, helping other people. You wanted to be seen as being successful. There's those ego aspects too, but ultimately it's because you wanted the 900-pound gorilla off your back, the financial one. How is that working out for you? Doing what you've been doing. Some of you who have been listening to us for a long time or some of you came to us already with this, you know, your head screwed on straight about money and about the purpose of being in business, you're doing fantastic. And we have a lot of personal coaching clients that are like that, which, are, which is great. <laughs> you know, When I have a new coaching client who's already a millionaire, who already prospects, who already basically knows how to you know, work hard, and I can just focus my energies on helping him become more efficient at what he's already doing or she's already doing, that is a good coaching call. That's fantastic because then one little tweak to one little script or how you answer one little question or one little overcoming one little objection, when you can see there's a direct correlation between improving your skills and making more money and helping more people, that is what we want all of you guys to experience. So, by the way, Julie, I just answered the last three questions, and I just did this in the <laughs> yeah. long monologue that we just went through. I know. Through. I'm, I'm you know, right with you. It's a good way to do it. Well, I mean, what are you thinking as what are you thinking as we go through this? Because it really is. I, I don't think I, people. I know the skeptics and the over analytical types. Look, guys, uh, I'm. You know what? Whatever. I'm not going to worry too much about. You know, all. You, look, you're going to never understand because you want to stay in this constant state of basically being doubtful or you know being a skeptic, and that's just a fancy way of procrastinating. But for the rest of you, I want you to really ask yourself, what benefit is it to Julie and I saying what we just did? There really isn't any direct benefit because, really, guys, if anything, we're causing you to be more apprehensive about what you spend your money on, and we sell coaching, okay? So I want you to be a smarter consumer of information and really, honestly, distrust the information that you're being fed because nowadays it's become oh it didn't used to be this way right when someone was in a position of being have, having any kind of stage there was a moral ethical obligation to always tell the truth 
to do what was best for the audience. But somehow, it's, you guys remember when <laughs> – okay, here, dating. <laughs> we're dating ourselves. Do you guys remember watching Walter Cronkite when you were a kid? Some of you don't know who the hell that is, and I'm sorry for you for not knowing who that was. But look, I'm sure Walter Cronkite always had his biases, but you sure as heck couldn't tell. I mean, when you watched the news when we were kids, you were watching the news. You're not watching a political rendition or some sort of, you know, you didn't have to constantly be listening and wondering why the hell they were saying what they're saying. And then, you know, you just watched so much of it, you just think what happened, right? It was reporting what happened, not the opinion of what you think happened or why it happened or what you, what they think you should think about what happened. It's so convoluted. That's right. And I think 20 years ago, you know, I was just, you were asking what I was thinking about them. I, yes. I think if you were to interview Tim and Julie 20 years ago, if we thought that it would be like it is now, I don't think we would say that. I think that we would have thought it would have been easier with more technology and that it would have all been about making agents' lives easier, probably because that's how we wanted it to go, right? Not that it would actually be harder to make decisions and that you had to have a much more tuned-in filter against people's motivations. You know, it, kind of, it makes me a little bit sad that they have to be – that um i don't know critical i guess would be the word but it's it's survival on one level yes distressing and it's survival but then that's for you to thrive because on the other side of this when you get it and you're really clear that your product is profit and that you must protect that at all cost you know i think it, it does become easier in a sense because you have clarification and that's what i hope that we bring to all of our listeners is showing them you know, a, an easier path, so to speak, and for you to to do it for yourselves and not be dependent. So that's what I hope they get from it as I get ready for my premier coaching clients here in about five minutes. Yeah, well, so look, guys, um, you know, ultimately, you only live once and you're dead a real long time. I mean, that is what it is, right? I mean, assuming, you know, we're, we're not all going to turn into Buddhists and believe in reincarnation, <laughs> so you might as well, while you're on this planet, stay really connected to that inner voice inside of you, which is the the, you know, the truth voice that tells you what you're not doing. We talked about this yesterday. Make a list of the top you know five things that you're not doing in your business every day, and that's how you formulate your schedule. And those of you who are in the coaching program, you get exactly you know sample schedules that we suggest all of you use. But Really, you got to ask yourself why it is that you're not where you wanted to be when you were, say, 20. Why is did you really envision yourself? Maybe you had no vision for yourself. That might be part of the problem. Well, you can have one now. It's not too late. But maybe you did have a vision for yourself what you'd look like when you're now. You know, do you look like what, how you thought you'd look when you were younger? You know, look physically, obviously, but feel emotionally. Your checking account. Your what happened? What 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 went wrong over the years? I, just be honest, be honest with yourself about that. Be really honest with yourself. Feel the pain and the discomfort. Be, you know, all of that. Experience the emotions of being disappointed with yourself and then do something about it because you only live once and you're dead a real long time, right? So do something about it. It doesn't matter if you're 30, 20, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 doesn't matter. You still, if you're living, if you wake up and you're still looking at the green side of the grass, you still have an opportunity to live a wonderful life. You do. <laughs> Why the hell aren't you doing it? What have you traded the uh, your opportunity on this planet for? Somebody else's vision for you? Yes. Especially if you're in this industry. So I want to give you guys permission 
not just to say no, but to say hell no to people that are trying to steal your potential for their own benefit. And keep your head screwed on straight about why you got into real estate. Don't let people talk to you about culture and, you know, branding and websites and logos and, ugh, <laughs> really, people. Some of the most successful agents in the country making the most amount of money you have never heard of. I've had some of them on this podcast. They do not want the attention. They do not want anyone other than their customers to know their name. How about that? If you had to choose, listeners, and this is the last question I ask you, and I challenge some of you to actually answer my question. If you had to choose, if you had a choice, it is one or the other, being famous or being rich, which would you choose? I want you to answer that question. I want you to email me, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com, and I'd like to have some responses back from you guys as far as what you're actually thinking after today's podcast. And as always, if you want to you know, jump on a free coaching call, you can just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. But I'd really like you to answer. Tell me, if you had a choice between being rich and being famous, and do not send me some analytical diatribe and how you can be both. I'm giving you this rule. This, this, this is the question. This is the whole paradigm. Don't try to expand upon it. If you had to choose between being famous and being rich, which would you choose? It's not both. What would you choose and why? Respond. I'm curious. Just a few of you, 20 of you, 30 of you, respond. I really want to know what you think. Because at that is the conflict that many of you are experiencing if you've been inundated or rather if you've been indoctrinated into the way that this industry thinks. Because what they're trying to do is manipulate you into thinking that fame at whatever you know, description that is for you, your ego is the beneficiary of your efforts, not your finances, because they want your finances. Is this clear, guys? Is this helping you understand? Hopefully it is. Look, guys, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time... Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.